Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Shalom Adorshim Shloshim Yom. Today is the 12th day in our quest to learning all about the holiday of Hanukkah. And speaking about the holiday of Hanukkah, I wanted to wish everybody a Chag Sameach. hope that everybody is having an inspiring, motivating, and overall happy, family-oriented Hanukkah on these very happy eight days and eight nights. Speaking about funny, happy shenanigans, what we're going to do today is that we're going to talk about presents and giving presents on Hanukkah and some of the potential problems with it. But wait, don't click off yet. If you want to say, hey, don't burst my bubble, I don't want to listen to all these problems with presents, I love it so much, there's a happy ending. But right for right now, let's set the scene. So there is an Iser in Parsha's Vayikra. It says in Vayikra 20, 20, Perak 20, Pasuk 23, which is Perak Chaf, Pasuk Chaf Gimel. It says, um, after after listing a whole bunch of Irayos, a whole bunch of forbidden relationships, that each and every Jew is not able to engage in. It says, So so Hashem writes that you should not follow the practices of all the nations that I'm driving out from before you because it was because they did all these things, all these arayos that I mentioned that that I that I hate them and that and that I left them. And so and so Hashem says we shouldn't we shouldn't mimic, mimic the nations because they did bad things, and those bad things were bad for a reason, and that was their downfall. So as I was learning this, I had a question. So doesn't it seem that this Pasuk is just talking about the Canaanim? Let me elaborate. Hashem says, the people that I'm going to draw out because I hate them, uh, that I'm going to drive out because I hate them, aren't the people that Hashem drive out, aren't those people the Canaanim? And that's how most of the of the commentaries understand it. They understand it that Hashem is talking about the Canaanim. When you go into Eretz Yisrael, don't assimilate with the Canaanim and don't look at look at what they do and try to and try to copy it because they clearly weren't chosen to be in Eretz Yisrael. That's why they're getting kicked out. That's why you guys are coming and busting down the door and you guys are taking over. So it seemed like it was just talking about the Canaanim. So, like I said, this is the source for Chukas Akum. This is the source for not mimicking the behaviors of non-Jews. So, so where did we get the authority to say, oh, this is the source for Chukas Akum? Because upon the simple reading, I just thought that that this was that this was talking about driving out um, Canaan for these reasons. I didn't think it was talking about all the other. Hashem didn't say Kol Hagoyim. It just says Hagoyim uh, that, that that I drove out. It just says the pasuk just says Asher Hashem didn't send all the nations out of Canaan because the for example some of the other nations that we didn't hear of they weren't the, they weren't they weren't in Canaan at the time. And so I looked through every Mufarish I could get my hands on for this Pasuk, but none of them shared my question. None of them were like, hey, why do we say Chukas Akam for this Pasuk? So then, like I do when I have any um, life-shattering Kasha, I called my Zaydi. And when, when I got home, I called him, and, and I showed my Zaydi the Pasuk. And I said, how would you read this Pasuk? He said, well, I would read it as, as you're not able to mimic the ways of the Kananim. You're not able to, to copy the behavior of the people that were in Eretz Yisrael. I'm like, Zaydi, exactly. This is why I asked you, because you agree with me. And, and truthfully, I, I asked him, and he read it the same way, because that's a simple reading of the Pasuk. Steer clear from the ways of the Canaanim, the occupants of Israel, not necessarily all non-Jews. So so we were, we were grappling with this question, and, and I said to him, I said, is there anywhere that we know that, that this is talking about something else? Like, how can we just, I, I don't feel comfortable going on my shear and just lying to the people, oh, this is the source of Chukas Akam, no questions asked. I had a question, and I asked. So my Zaydi pulled out his Minchas Chinuch, and in inside his Minchas Chinuch, he has the Sefer Chinuch, which is the original. And, and, he, and the Sefer Chinuch writes, 
It's it's mitzvah Reish Samech Beis, which is 262. It says, the name of the mitzvah. There's there's a, a pasuk that says you shouldn't follow the ways of the emorim, um, because they were especially cruel and and unlawful people. And also and also um all the all the people in in Eretz Yisrael. like it says in our favorite pasuk. And then finishes with the key line. All the other goyim. It's not just talking about these specific goyim. It's not just talking about the Amorim. It's not just talking about the people in in Eretz, in, in Eretz Yisrael. What it's talking about, it's talking about these people were just, unfortunately, the poster children of what it means to be a horrible person. So it really means, The idea is that these were Avodah worshippers. So just stay away from them. So what the Sefer HaKanich is saying, a very reputable source of Halacha, is saying that, that just stay, just stay clear of of all people and of all um of the customs of all people that do a vodazar. So our question is answered. But as for the intricacies of what falls under chulkas akum, because of how practical and because of how lamaisa and how how prevalent the cases are of of these of these dealing with dealing with non Jews and taking up this, the the this, the um minhagim of the non Jews, I don't want to discuss those details because. Um, if you have a real life question, just go to your LOR, your, which is your local Orthodox rabbi. Obviously, they're mu- they're much much more knowledgeable than me as to what is considered chukas akum and what isn't. So I don't want to I don't want to give guidance on this because there are many different um, mahalachs, many different ways of going about chukas akum. But just with the general idea of chukas akum, not taking the ways of people who do a vodazara, right? Just with that general idea, you can recognize fairly easily. Without the details of the halacha, that there could be a potential problem with giving presents on Hanukkah. Once you consider that it's such a recent minhag, and also once you factor in that there's a Christian holiday that falls out at the same time, usually as Hanukkah, and is actually recognized as a national holiday, and so it kind of seems like like Hanukkah and Judaism was like, oh, we see this holiday, why don't we do presents because that holiday is those presents. So there we go. Let's ban it. No more presents. Throw them all out the window. So we say, calm down, Shanabet. There's more to that discussion. There's no need to be so harif. There's no need to be to be so intense. So here are the reasons that you've been waiting for. Here are the reasons that support our minhag. So number one is Simchas Yom Tov. So we give gifts on many other holidays. If you think to what's a Shalach Manos? Shalach Manos on Purim. And that's a Dirabana. So that's a really good support. We're told that we should be give gifts um Re'ehu. That we should give gifts to uh, of meals to, to our friends. And that's what we do. And then also on Afi Komen. And there's there's a minhag with a lot of families that whoever finds Afi Komen gets a special present, um, and so and so it all stems under Simchas Yantov to make people happy. So let's elaborate more on Simchas Yantov. So in Psachim Daf Kuv Tet Amad Aleph, which is 109a, says a person has to make his family happy on Yantov on one of the Shlosh Regalim that you should that you should be happy on your on your on your holiday. Um, um, and it says, it says that you should make the the pasuk says in Dvarim, it's in Dvarim, um, Perak sixteen pasuk fourteen. That is Perak Tetzayin pasuk Yedal. It says that you should make all oh, that it, you should make your son happy and your daughter happy and your maid servant and your man servant and and everybody and the stranger. You should make everybody happy. Um, and so and so that's what you should do on a holiday. You should make everybody happy. 
And in those days, they would they would make people happy with wine. And the Gemara continues to say, Everyone, you should try to make them happy with whatever makes them happy. For example, maybe men are are made ha- happier by some things, and women are made happier by other things. Certainly children are made happier by other things. So that's showing that there is an idea that you should cater to the needs. So if kids need presents, they need presents. If, if parents need whatever parents need, parents need whatever parents need. So let's take a step back. That's a very nice halacha. But how do we know that Hanukkah has this din, has this status of yantif? Maybe Hanukkah has a completely different status that doesn't fall into this gemara. No, 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 says the Gemara and Shabbos. The Gemara and Shabbos on Daf Chaf Aleph Amud Beis, the, um, on 21b says, My Hanukkah. So it talks about the sugya of My Hanukkah, which is where it goes in and it says, On the 25th Kislev, la, 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 la. And then, and then it finishes off to say, that's, what, that's where it gives most of the rules. And then it finishes off to say, It says, the next year, they, they set a, a holiday where, where they should do Yamim Tovim, they should do Yantif with Halal and Hoda. And so, and so clearly, the, the Gemara is giving Hanukkah the status of Yom Tov. It's saying, it's saying the, the Gemara finishes to say that the year after miracle, they made, they made Hanukkah days of Yantif for praise and thanks to Hashem. So clearly the Gemara is giving Hanukkah the status of Yantif, even though, even though it wasn't, it, 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 it isn't like what we call Yantif. Nowadays, we're like, oh, we have a three-day Yantif coming up, meaning that we can't do Malacha for three days. But, it's important to notice that the rabbis aren't able to institute a durabanan, a rabbinical day where you're not able to, to do work, you're not able to do malacha. That's just the principle that they're not allowed to institute a day that's like Shabbos. You just can't do that. But otherwise, it has all the other dinam, has all the other halachos that, that one would expect for, for you to have for you to have on 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 a yantif. It has the status of a yantif, including including to be happy. We know some obviously some are different. Like how we spoke like how we like how we spoke last last week, how we were talking about you can't you're allowed to do work on on yantif again. You don't you're not allowed to do malach you you're allowed to do malacha, and so it clearly is different from a yantif. However, there are a lot of things the same like simchas yantif. So we established a you're supposed to be happy on on yantif. You're supposed to make people happy on yantif by doing anything possible that whatever makes them happy, and and so we established that Hanukkah is yantif, right? It's yantif minus the. Minus the fact they were able to do work, but it's a yantif. So now let's move on with that with that armed in hand. So the second reason is that it's basically these presents are basically training wheels for the appreciation of the holiday. What do I mean by that? So the Rambam in Hilchos Tshuva says, "Levikach kishe melamdin esaktanim esanashim uklal amearitz ein ein melamdin otan ela laavod miyiro kedei lekabel schar." So there's a there's a famous mission on Pirkei Avos to, to preface before we explain it. The Rambam says. It says, "Lo um, You shouldn't serve Hashem to, in order to receive reward. However, when you're still in the stage of chinuch, like a kid, and and you still have to learn wrong from right, that's what they're gonna do. They, when they give you out their your sitter at your sitter play, they're gonna put a piece of chocolate on it because they want to associate um, the the beautiful mitzvahs with with things that a that a child with their limited understanding on the world can can still appreciate, and that'll that'll infuse. The mitzvahs, before they can understand the meaning and the beauty, which obviously there is. We don't need to bribe somebody to do mitzvahs. Mitzvahs are beautiful. But before one could recognize that, they needed to be raised in a way where they where they can understand that through something materialistic. So so, so the Rambam says this. He says that as their knowledge grows and their wisdom increases, the secret should be revealed to them slowly, bit by bit. 
And then they should begin serving out of Hashem and out of the goodness of their heart. But to begin with, they shouldn't be doing this. And so the Rambam once said, he said to a child, he said, read, and I'll give you another ear fig. Shout out to my dad. My dad wanted to, wanted to come in and infuse himself with some of the Halic Torah that's going on in this room. And so the Rambam once said, read, and I'll give you another fig. So why is he telling a kid to go read a saver? Isn't he bribing him? No. So this is explained by the, by the famous Hasidic Sefer Tanya, which is written um, by, by one of the Hasidic Sherebis. I don't know who exactly. But it, it was explained in the Sefer Tanya, but, this Ram, but the Rambam said that, that children are too immature to understand and eternalize important things, like we had said earlier. Therefore, they are built up with material things until they develop this understanding. So once they, once they understand how beautiful it is to have the opportunity to have it every day, then they don't need the chocolate bar anymore. Then they don't need the training wheels like we talked about. It's the training wheels for the mitzvah. You can pull off the training wheels and they're soaring down the hill. But until then, they need their training wheels to keep them upright. So, something that I was thinking about is that this is a little similar to the minhag. If you know, there's a minhag in a lot of shuls that whenever the bar mitzvah boy finishes maftir, they instantly pelt him with hard candy as to A, knock out his eye socket, but also, more importantly, to show him that a life of mitzvahs, it's a sweet one. The way is a way of pleasure. All the people go in peace. That's what we say at the, at the end of, um, when we're putting back the Torah at the end of Davin. We say... The life of mitzvahs is a holy one. It's a sweet one. It's a meaningful one. So we want to show this boy before he can get out there in the world and realize, wow, this is amazing. We want to connect it, connect his understanding of the mitzvahs with these sweet candies. So it's like supplements. And the final thing that we're going to be talking about, I like to call this 2A. I don't think it's fully different, but that it stems from guilt. So we have, there actually is a rich history of, there actually is a rich history of gift giving on Hanukkah, just not necessarily with presents. And so... Um, and so, and so we're gonna we're gonna and so um, the seventh Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rebbe Menachem Mendel Schneerson, who's commonly known around the world as just the Rebbe, taught in his book Shari Hamoadim that the root of the word Hanukkah is Chinuch, which means education. Therefore, we have to pay special special education to Chinuch on this holiday, providing children with the treats to encourage them to learn is an important aspect of Chinuch. And as such, we put special emphasis on this Hanukkah. For this reason, um, the Rebbe suggests giving guilt every day of Hanukkah. So we're told the the, Reb, the Rebbe tells us that um, that we should that that we should try to give give chocolate in order to encourage kids to 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 learn Torah on a holiday where we're commemorating that the Yavanim that the Greeks were actively like nope no Torah for you guys and then we're incentivizing them to to start learning again. Another thing is is that hold on let me just gather my train of thought give me one second. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead until until I realize it. But so we have three very satisfying answers, really two and a half, um, to to back our minhag up. We have a simchas yantif. We saw that anything and, and everything can be used to to make somebody happy on yantif, and b is an incentive incentive for us for us to learn Torah and for us to 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 get excited about about this holiday of Hanukkah, and and b point five b and a half. Um, is the la- the last reason is about it stemming from the tradition of giving guilt on Hanukkah. Oh yes, I remembered my last one. So, the last answer that I wanted to say is 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 for giving guilt is that there are those who say that that giving guilt came from in in Eastern European times. They would they would teach kids every Hanukkah that when the holiday season comes around, it's not like it's not about receiving gifts. You should give gifts. So they would they would give kids chocolate coins. 
to to let them know that they should be giving out tzedakah and that they should be that, that they should be reciprocating their wealth during the times of holidays, which is something that is echoed, which is something that is seen during Purim, that we give matanot avyonim. The times of, of the happiest heights are the times where we try to allow other people to to feel to feel an equal happiness. And so the giving of the gelt share this message message of tzedakah and of giving. That's why it was specifically coins is one opinion. Um, chocolate coins, because the giving of the coins is symbolizing how we're teaching our children to do tzedakah. So, a bunch of be- beautiful minhagim stemming from what we thought at first was some chukas akum, but it turns out that it is a beautiful minhag with a lot of meaning behind it. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey, and I hope you are excited because we are now one day closer to the holiday of Hanukkah, which we are currently in. Have a wonderful day.